Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. An unlikely friendship begins in the Paramount Plus original movie, Little Wing, starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Reeling from her parents' divorce, Caitlin steals a valuable bird to save her home, but instead forms a bond with the owner, leading to a new outlook on life. Little Wing, now streaming exclusively on Paramount Plus. Head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Rated PG 13. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the latest edition of the Woke Bros. Of course, I'm your co-host, Big Waz, a.k.a. Wazdy Lambray, joined as always by my brother on the west side. Nando Vila, what's going on with you, bro? Doing well, doing well. Can't complain. You know, just watching the politics. Ah, oh, man, the politics, just watching baby. the drip, drip, drip of this infrastructure fight. Uh, on today's show... Man, uh, as somebody who was once victim to, employee of, and just had the front row seat of watching a guy run a fake media company, this <laughs> Ozzy Fest news, it was just like, wow, this is so like familiar. Like yeah. all of it, all of the posturing, yeah. the faking, the fake buying of views, buying of followers. It's so like, it's like step one in fake media. Uh we want to get into some of that. AOC, man, ugh, not been her finest month in the public <laughs> eye, to say the least. Uh, she voted for the Iron Dome. She voted present. She voted present. She voted present. She voted present, excuse me, for the Iron yeah, we gotta Dome. Yeah, we got to be clear. She didn't vote for it. For she didn't it. vote against it. It's a symbolic vote, but it's, it's, it's important in its symbolism. Yeah. Uh, and so we'll get into that because you know we AOC is a, she's an important figure here. Uh, yeah. but first, man, uh, man, Kristen Cinema, Joe Manchin. We see Nancy Pelosi try to try to waver. She tried to signal publicly, like, well, maybe we could just pass yeah. the bipartisan one and just come back to our thing, and and you know. So to keep bring the people up to speed, Nando, Joe Manchin is still, oh, it's too expensive. Uh, it's too, what he said it would be crippling, even though there's all these pay-fors. Uh, it would be crippling to pass this bill. Kristen Cinema seems to be just against it, uh, just on principle, um, or just it could be corruption. It could be a different other things that we want to explore. And guess what? Uh, the progressives in the house said, yo, your bipartisan join is DO DOA. 
Uh, They are holding the line on the bill, the freaking corporate giveaway that is that bipartisan infrastructure bill. When Cinema and Joe Manchin, they were so happy to walk out on the White House lawn with with Joe Biden and be like, yeah, we did it, bipartisan. And it was the most terrible bullshit bill that could possibly be passed. The progressives in the House, the progressive caucus, salute to them. They holding the line. They said, fuck you. If we can't get our bill that's for the people, you can't get your corporate giveaway. Yeah. And that's what happened is that Nancy Pelosi, you know, she claimed from the beginning that she was going to hold the bills together. And then at the last second, she tried to decouple them. And um, the progressives, for the first time, basically, basically in like our life, uh, were able to, (laughs) were able to hold the line and- yeah, wield power and just be like, even though it's like a kind of like a mutually assured destruction type of power, you know, you got you can't let them get away with it. You can't let them get away with murder like that. Um, and so they they held the line and promised to kill the bill. I mean, it looks like they got even more people than people expected to mm. uh, commit to holding the line. Mm. Um, I mean, it just shows just how, uh, you know, how how different the politics of today are from uh, even just a few years ago when like these the, co- the Congressional Progressive Caucus would have caved like just absolutely a like house first, of cards yeah at the first sign of resistance they would have just caved but they didn't they didn't cave and then the question becomes you know it seems pretty clear that i mean it's very obvious that the progressives like bernie and uh in the senate but also like all the progressives in the house aoc whatever the squad um that they're fine letting the infrastructure bill die like they don't give a shit about the, they don't like the infrastructure bill they're fine letting it die they They'd rather none, nothing than than just the infrastructure bill, and that's pretty obvious. The question then becomes: Are the conservative Dems fine with that as well? Like, are they fine with no bill? Um, and that's the game of chicken. We we talked about it last week. Uh, there was supposedly a deadline. They just blew past the deadline, and they just like because it was an internal deadline anyway. It was so a fake deadline. Just, yeah, it was a fake deadline. Um, and 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 like, you know, I, I just find it so weird because like there's like all this like it's like not even worth getting into, but all this like weird internal, uh, there's all these kinds of like weird kind of like, Oh, we got to fund the highway, uh, bill to, and then that's like coming up for then we're going to couple it to that. Like there's these incredibly Byzantine and, uh, obscure parliamentary maneuvers going on completely alien to even people who are, uh, covering this shit for a living. Um, and, uh, and it's going to affect the lives of, 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 of millions of people and like basically no one understands it. But the fundamental uh, state of the play is that, is that do the conservative Dems want that awful bipartisan infrastructure bill or do they not? I mean, they're not going to get it without the reconciliation thing. And honestly, my gut tells me, and it's changed a lot, but my gut, like just seeing cinema in Mansion, especially cinema, I mean, she seems like, like she's just doing it just to get off on it. Like that she is, it's like, I mean, we, people have talked about, yes, she's taken money from the awful people. And yes, she was doing, you know, she just had a meeting yesterday with like yeah, business lobbyists. That was like very, mm-hmm. very high profile. But like, I think she's doing that as a way to say like, fuck you. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? It's, it, she's doing it on purpose. Like as a troll, um, as like, you know, this is, you think you can you can think you can fucking get to me like i'm gonna fucking i'm gonna do this awful thing that i know you hate and you know fuck you like i think she kind of gets off on it i mean i get that's the feeling i get i feel like joe manchin is much more 
like straightforwardly corrupt <laughs> you know yeah. and uh like just fucking give his daughter like a million dollars and you know this will all and, go away and it'll, and it'll all go away and you know the crazy thing too nando about all of this that is just not being framed properly it's like they're going against the president of the yeah. party yeah like uh this is insane to me yeah. uh like it's not it, like they are derailing the agenda of the president yeah the uh, the guy who is supposed to, supposedly the most important person in the entire party and Kristen Cinema has no problem saying fuck you I'm going to stick my thumb in your eye like that just yeah. seems absurd to me and you know I was I assumed that the mainstream press was going to go out and just basically blame the squad and the progressives for yeah. for but you can't cuz they're the ones on the side of the shit that Joe Biden is They're trying to for. save Joe Biden's agenda. Right. <laughs> That's what they're trying to do. Like the media is framing it as like oh look at these you know like the progressives are tanking the bill. And that's not what's happening, you know? This is not what's happening. The progressives are fighting to uphold Joe Biden's agenda. The ones who are tanking the agenda are the conservative Democrats. Um, that's like Stephen King uh, tweeted, you know, Stephen King, the guy who wrote The Shining and Carrie and, and mm -hmm. The Stand and all that shit. Um, he tweeted out like, you know, oh, look at these progressives, you know, like uh, hang, holding out for their purity. But it's like, no, shut the fuck up, dude. They're not doing that. They're fucking upholding the president's agenda. Like the one and, that he campaigned on and that they all campaigned on. Dude, and, you know, and here's, here's, the, here's, the, here's the other thing that gets on my nerves that needs to be pointed out about media and their coverage and dummies like Stephen King. Um, we tend to only call people extremists. It's like, you know, the fucking crazy right wingers who are like yeah. straight KKK, right? Like we call them yeah. extremists. We yeah. never call Paul Ryan an extremist. He's an extremist. He's yes. extremely corporatist. <laughs> like it's extreme the extent to which this guy yeah. is a corporate show. But because he says the nice words and he's good at DC cocktail parties, he's not extremist. He's He's considered a moderate Republican because he doesn't profile as a, a KKK member. But okay. he's extreme in his views, super extremist. That's the same thing with cinema and Joe Manchin. They're the extremists. Yeah. They're the hardliners. The moderate thing right here would be like, all right, you get your thing, I get mine. That's yeah. the moderate. That's moderation. And not even, and forget that part of it. Um, another thing that I mentioned on TYT yesterday was the $3.5 trillion infrastructure bill over 10 years, which it needs to be noted, is a moderate bill because it's paid for. They raised the funds for it. If Biden wanted to do some, you know, crazy lefty flaming leftist thing, he'd be like, no, nah, let's make it $6 trillion and figure out how to pay for it later. Yeah. Like this shit is, they raised the revenue for it. It's paying for it's this. There's nothing like progressive left wing. Or, this is just what governments do. Yeah. <laughs> this is just how a normal government functions. But I think part of the problem is that these fools they get they get portrayed within the mainstream media or the corporate media as moderates, as centrists. They're in the middle. No, yeah. they're not. They're on the extremes of their ideology. Yeah.
No, the, the media, I mean, we, we talk about it a lot, but they're just like children. They can only see like the most surface, the, the, the most surface level thing, you know, like um, it's like, you're right. It, the, 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 the thing that means extreme versus moderate is a purely rhetorical stylistic thing. There's yeah. nothing in terms of the substance of it. You know, if you look at the substance of the 3.5 trillion reconciliation bill it is a centrist bill in any substantive definition of, 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 of like any sane use of language that is a centrist bill. Um, and to destroy it, you know, is, and especially when your entire party is for it is an extreme thing to do for Kristen Sinema to, to derail her own president's agenda is a very extremist thing to do. It's like a, you know, it's like an arsonist or something. It's incredibly violent. I don't know. Like, it's like, it, it is, yeah, she is not like moderate or anything like no. that. I mean, um, it, it's, it's infuriating to see, like, it's infuriating to see this whole thing go down because, you know, we need this shit. I mean, as small as, as small a pittance as this bill is like, man, we fucking need this shit. Like yep. we need this shit. Um, and, and it's just, it's so frustrating to see just that, a very small number of people can have such a, a huge in, like influence, real influence over the fates of tens of hundreds Million, of millions of people. Of people. Um, and, and that they often maybe just do it for like the most extremely petty and personal fucking bullshit differences. Um, and then to see at the same time, you know, and this may be like a segue, the uh, Havana syndrome bill sail through, you know, to, to provide uh, expanded medical funds for the victims of the so-called Havana syndrome, which is one of the funniest things that's ever happened was. Um, I did a whole segment <laughs> on Jacobin on it. It's fucking amazing. And then to see, um, after progressives did a little bit of parliamentary maneuvering to block the Iron Dome um, funding, the Israel's Iron Dome, which is like their missile defense system, which we pay for, for some fucking reason, which like, we can't get healthcare. Israeli citizens have socialized medicine. Israeli, if you're an Israeli, you have Medicare for all, essentially. We mm -hmm. do not have that, and we're paying for their fucking Iron Dome. It's it's insane. Um, after progressives did some parliamentary maneuvers and they thought they killed it, the, the, they just brought up a new bill, clean bill, and it sailed through um, in in like record time, record time. Like it took fucking five minutes for that shit to fucking be written, presented, passed, and. Bye. See you later. Um, it, it's pretty remarkable. Like anything that actually helps regular Americans. That is we have to hem and haul. We have to yeah, hem, hem and haul. haul whenever. It, and, you know, again, it's hard for me to not think that's intention. That's not intentional. Uh, anytime yeah. it's revolves around making the lives of Americans better, thereby essentially changing what the expectations can be of government they're just oh, like yeah. guys oh yeah be careful you're gonna you gotta be careful with that yeah, yeah. you give them a I mean, taste think about, <laughs> think about how sadistic you have to be to it's be crazy. one of these people like you, the, the sadism involved in it is just um is just crazy but yeah i mean um this savannah syndrome bill it's like been one of my hobby horses for a while now i did a whole segment on jacobin in it, uh, on it um it's these cia agents around the world who are complaining about like feeling woozy or dehydrated uh or um whatever the fuck and they think it's they're, they're claiming that it's cubans with like ray guns uh, melting their brains <laughs> and like the press is actually reporting this as like a serious thing and it's gotten to the point where 
Susan Collins introduced a bill to give expanded medical medical care for these people, um, yeah. and it sailed through. Sailed Zero through. opposition. No opposition. Everybody said our spy masters have to get better yeah. health care for these weapons that don't yeah. fucking exist. And, you know, yeah. another thing I do want to bring up, Nando, because you sent me a really dope piece from Talking Points Memo, where the premise of the piece is like, yo, the Democrats need to learn how to lose well. What does that mean? Um, Hello, it's fine going down in flames with the $3.5 trillion bill if it means scuttling that thing. Because to pass just that, and do nothing in a fight for the people is a bad fucking look, okay? Yeah. Um, when George Bush, and she cites that when George Bush tried to basically end Social Security, the Dems were like, yeah. yo, should we, like, negotiate with them, blah, blah, blah? And it was like, no, what the fuck? This is probably the single most popular piece of government program that exists. This in yeah. Medicare, nothing that we put out as a government has a higher approval rating. Nobody, people don't like anything else we do more than this shit. Why the fuck would we help him destroy this? And yeah. it helped them, and it worked, man, because people were like, fuck that. We love our yeah. Social Security. Though you can't yeah. touch Social Security. So, you know, it, it, it's like with this cinema situation, it's like, why the fuck would you give this away to her and them? It just doesn't make sense that y'all would help them achieve their ends for no reason. And, you know, it, it's just it's just crazy, honestly, that these people don't understand this. And it got me thinking about just the general nature of the Democrats and fucking liberals when they browbeat us. Which, by the way, um, next time cinema uh, is in a is, uh, has to go up for election or a primary... Is Joe Biden going to rally the troops like Barry did against Bernie? Is he going to just yeah. take this chick down? It, it, like, I find yeah. it very hard to believe that that would ever happen because these people aren't fucking wired that way. But, you know, what I was thinking about with the Dems, I was like, yo, man, like, the fucking Dems and the Republicans, as far as us as citizens, they're both absentee dads, Right. Like, they both abandoned us. But guess what? The one yeah. dad, when he comes around being the Republicans, what he, what they have for their kids is candy. It's like... Dirty you're jokes. Dirty jokes. You're a great American. Yeah. You're the shit, Johnny. Yeah. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Like, at least they give their fucking kids a pat on the head and then go back yeah. to not giving a fuck about them. The Dems, all they do is, oh, you didn't vote for me? Oh, you're you didn't do your person. homework? Exactly. It's like, you don't the, even come around, motherfucker. Now you want to tell me what to do? <laughs> Matt Crispin from Chapo, I think, has identified the real essence of the two parties. Um, and it's the Democrats are the, are the party of don't be an asshole. You know, they're constantly telling people don't be an asshole. And the Republicans are the party of don't be a pussy. You know? And they both suck. Um, and I think that you and I are wired, you know, for a million reasons. Like we're never going to be Republicans, but like Not you can yet. understand, you can you 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 can see I a certain see the appeal appeal of, of like the don't be a pussy. At least, hey, the shit sucks. Yeah. Everything sucks. Don't be a pussy about it. You know, don't be, don't a, be a pussy about pussy. it. And if you got yeah. something, don't apologize for it. You're amazing. Yeah. You're American. Yeah. We're American. We're the shit. Yeah. It's these fucking liberals who are always fucking killing us. Why don't they fucking yeah. leave and go to France or something? Like, it's yeah. obvious what the messaging is. You know, like, yeah. what the fuck? Why would anybody feel good about these fools? 
it's crazy no i mean it's i mean the only reason why democrat okay so the democratic the democratic agenda at least in 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 theory is way more popular than the republican one in theory of course right which is why there are more democrats than republicans in this country which is why democrats win the popular vote in every single presidential election from now on um they've won it every single every single presidential election from 1992 except for one the democrats have won the popular vote there are simply more Democrats in the country than Republicans. Um, and it's because the Republican agenda, if it were implemented, were would, you know, people would fucking riot on the streets. It's incredibly <laughs> unpopular. The only reason why, well, there's two reasons why the Republicans kind of maintain a certain amount of power. One is the sort of structural imbalances of American politics, right. the Senate, blah, blah, blah. We've talked about it a million times, the gerrymandering, et cetera. Right. Um, but the other reason is just that libidinally, that like from a from a from an appeal standpoint, the Democrats are so fucking annoying that like even though they have all the popular things, people fucking hate them. And the Republicans, even though they have all the unpopular things, at least they give people license to just like not give a shit. You know, yep. um, they don't make you feel bad about it. Like they don't make you feel bad about everything all the time. You know, like the Democrats, their messaging is constantly always like, if we don't, if you don't do this for me right now. The, these big bad Republicans are going to like destroy your life. And it's like, man, that's just like, that's just brutal, you know, like, or not just your life, but like the lives of like, you know, immigrants and, and black people, whatever the people is, who they throw under the bus all the time. But the thing too, um, Nando and, and Ethan pointed it out to me. He's like my bro, my boy, Ethan, and he's like, you know, the problem with the big bad GOP boogeyman, it's like Gavin Newsom just destroyed that those people. Okay, yeah. um, th there is no G there is no GOP boogeyman over here. That's a one. Two places like I don't know, San Francisco, where you guys, the Dems, have unchecked power, where yeah. teachers who public school teachers who work in San Francisco can't afford to live in San Francisco. Like y'all yeah. presided over that with yeah. unchecked power. So what are we talking about here? Yeah, you know that's why when we don't seem like we love the Dems, because what the fuck is there to love about these cats, man? <laughs> yeah, like I'm sorry, this shit is fucking horrific. And most of the time, when left to their own devices, they don't turn things into some grand utopia. It should no. turn. It's look at the homelessness. Look at the it's craziness in in cities like yeah. Los Angeles and S San Francisco, where the Dems are more than ascendant; they are dominant. They yeah. are the dominant entity in places like, like literally that. no excuses, no excuses <laughs> whatsoever. And yeah. and again, uh, you know, unlike some of our friends, Nando, I don't think that Republicans are so dumb that they don't notice this hypocrisy. Like, <laughs> look, look, just look at it. It's it's pretty fucking obvious. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. And you know, so we're watching the Kristen Cinema thing. I really. I just really find it hard to believe that a nothing like her, who's like, she's just, you don't matter at all, uh, that she could just carry on this way with no repercussions. It just seems unfathomable, but it's the Dems. Like, never underestimate the Dems' ability to completely fuck up a good opportunity. The world is racing to get back to normal and start meeting up in person again. But after the year we've all had, getting back to feeling normal takes time. I don't know about you guys. I've been feeling overwhelmed, flustered, just avalanche, stuck under this avalanche of things I have to do and people I have to see and people I got to talk to, Zoom meetings and emails. Hell, 
Even this ad that I'm recording right now, I forgot that I had to do it. I'm doing it from a computer that's not even mine. It's really tough to do all of this when you feel like you're trying to handle it all by yourself. Do you feel like that? If you're feeling overwhelmed by it all, guess what? You're not alone. It's important to find the support you need to face those feelings and move forward. We all talk to our friends when we're experiencing issues, but they don't always give us the advice we need. I mean, think about it. They can't really give us unbiased feedback because they're involved in many of our interactions and how we are. What you really need is advice from a licensed professional. It can be refreshing and rewarding. When you're a low point, when you're in a low point, you might feel alone. But over 50% of Americans struggle with their mental health. We all need help sometimes, and asking for support when you need it is actually a sign of strength. Here's the idea. Use Talkspace. It's great. It's easy to use. It matches you with a licensed therapist and schedule live video sessions all from the comfort of your device. You can start messaging your therapist the same day you sign up. The app makes it easy to connect with the therapist that is licensed and on your schedule without having to wait weeks before your next appointment. You can go anywhere and take your therapist with you. Whether you're a parent, student, millennial, or just someone having a hard day, Talkspace can provide the support to help you feel better with a single message. Talkspace offers individual and couples therapy in addition to medication prescription services. Set goals with your therapist, and they can help make sure you're really progressing. Talkspace therapists help you develop the tools to cope in difficult times. It works around your schedule at your convenience. Send and receive unlimited message with send and receive unlimited messages with your dedicated therapist in the app. Schedule live video sessions with your licensed therapist from anywhere. Whether you're experiencing depression, anxiety, or other problems, Talkspace is the number one online therapy platform to help you sort through any issue. We've got thousands of licensed therapists available for you to match with and they're experts in dozens of specialties, including anxiety, depression, relationships, and more to help you start feeling better. Start feeling better with a single message. Match with a licensed therapist when you go to Talkspace.com and get $100 off your first month with the promo code BOMB. That's $100 off when you use the code BOM at Talkspace.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. And, you know, I'm glad Nando briefly mentioned the Iron Dome. But, uh, yeah, last week, I think this happened on Friday or Thursday of last week, where, you know, I'm scrolling my Twitter timeline, as one does, and I see a video (laughs) of one Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez casting a, a, a present vote, and she's crying. She's visibly... She's visibly crying yeah. on camera because she had to cast, she had to cast this present vote for the Israeli Iron Dome. Again, member of the yeah. squad, everybody's favorite progressive, free Palestine, all of that. 
all of that, all of that, all of that good stuff, all of that liberal shit that everybody loves. Who's liberal? <clears throat> She's a big part of that, and here she is with the present vote <laughs> for some right wing authoritarian bullshit, and she knows it's bullshit. And man, she let the waterworks fly, Nando. What, like, yeah. what? What was that? What happened there? I mean, who the fuck knows to be is the is the real answer, you know, because it, I can't wrap my head around it. It makes no fucking sense. I mean, apparently there's a video um, where shortly before the vote, um, you can basically see Nancy Pelosi going to AOC and basically talking to her. And then AOC is like visibly upset. Um, and you know, the implication being that Nancy Pelosi put the squeeze on her somehow to to change her no vote to present. And who knows what that was? Um, and who knows if that even was what they were talking about, although it seems pretty obvious if you watch the video. Um, because she, I mean, the whole spectacle of her switching her vote at the last second from no to present, because it's not like she just went up and voted present. She had she had indicated she was voting no, along with Ilan Omar, Rashida Tlaib, um, and uh, Ayanna Presley and a few others. Um, and then she switched it last second to present. Um, who the fuck knows why and who the fuck knows what, but like it, the whole spectacle of it, um, I thought was just so embarrassing and shameful <laughs> to, for her to just cry on the congressional floor like that over something <laughs> like this. And then she puts out this statement, which is just like, it's like a 12 paragraph thing with a bunch of gobbledygook talking about how she, why she like opposes the substance of the bill. Um, and then she goes something. She goes, in addition to opposing the substance of the Iron Dome supplemental bill, the process, the process of bringing it to the House floor was deeply unjust. The legislative language itself was initially introduced earlier this week by way of an attempt to quietly slip this funding into routine legislation without any of the usually necessary committee debate markup or regular order, a funding leap uh, this significant in a policy area that is already so charged and fraught for many communities. Which communities are those? Particularly our own deserves the respect of a proper legislative process. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, like seriously, like, what are you talking about? Like, what, what does that mean? The, who, the communities that it affects our own. First of all, the only people this affects are the Palestinians uh, mm -hmm. in, in, in Gaza. Mm -hmm. um, and second of all, like, were you going to like have a, like a fucking town hall meeting with them to discuss whether they are they support or oppose it, mm -hmm. you know, like, mm -hmm. you know what the fuck, you know, the, the answers are to that. It's so, obvious. Um, and, and, and again, I just don't see what the political calculus for her is like, what, what it is like, she just comes off. She doesn't please anyone. Like, it's not like, it's not like, uh, the, you know, people who are big Israel supporters, um, who need the United States to fund the Iron Dome to the tune of a billion dollars on top of the, uh, already, uh, I think like three or $4 billion we give them in defense spending every year. Um, uh, it's not like they're going to trust AOC on Israel issues because of this. It's not like they're going to be like, oh, yeah, <coughs> AOC, she's one of us. This doesn't win her any points with those people. And then all it does is make her look like a fucking, like, I'm sorry, like an, a weak idiot, you know, for yeah. going against, obviously going against her principles, talking openly about how she's going against her principles because she opposes the bill. And then, I don't know, like the whole thing was just so baffling and weird and upsetting and um, honestly, like, disappointing because we um you know we 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 need a good aoc you know like yeah. we need her to be good um 
So And by good, we mean good at the job. Not like some stupid no. idea of morality or whatever. No. Meaning be a good operator, an effective political operator. Somebody who yeah. understands how to maneuver within the Washington bureaucracy while also doing what's needed for normal everyday Americans. And let's be clear, like this isn't like the cinema vote in the Senate where this completely could have tanked something or completely no. could have made something happen. All of this stuff is basically symbolic. It's like, trust me, <laughs> the United States government does not need an AOC vote to to pass something that's going to help Israel out. There's plenty yeah. of support for it within the government. It's not about that. It's just kind of like, obviously, like the symbolism matters somehow. Um, you know, the, the precedent being set that like, all right, we could get her to do a present vote and not a no vote. Like that matters somehow. We won't know. We probably won't know for years from now, but it somehow matters um, yeah. And I would and I would suspect that her colleagues have a great idea about why it matters, which is why she felt so embarrassed yeah. and cried. Like the people who, you know, she wants to have street cred among probably look at it like, wow, that's some sucker shit. And yeah. uh, perhaps this is a sign that she's headed to the dark side, Nando. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's it's um, I don't know. Again, like you're right. It's symbolic. Um but it, it it's because of that symbolism also that it's important to like just what we were talking about with the um, infrastructure bill. Um, it's important to show that you can't be like fucking bought like that by like some a thing that's like so craven. I mean, that's the thing is that the Iron Dome thing. It's not like there's other votes like you know for example like when Bernie takes a tough vote on uh, on guns or whatever. You know yeah. like there's like there's there's at least like a popular constituency in America for that. Um, and uh, it's just like, this is just like such a craven political calculation over something that um, like literally, you know, it just, there's no justification for it in, in any None. meaningful way. Um, and again, uh, honestly, like it's, it's, who knows what the calcul what the calculus is there. I mean, the, the sort of like surface level thing. I mean, Jamal Bowman also voted for it. He's also from New York. Um, the, the calculus is that like, if you want statewide office in New York, you can't like go against Israel stuff. Um, you know, whatever. Uh, and, uh, but like that, that, that strikes me as like just one of those conventional wisdom things that doesn't necessarily always play out in the way it does. And the thing that does kill you is to like go against your principles. I mean, that, that like so brazenly, like, and then be open about it, that you're going against your principles. I don't know. The whole thing was just very strange and, and weird. Yeah. Um, man, I look, it's our job on this show to monitor what's going on with the politicians who are important to us and who matter to what it, the project that we're um, that we've undertaken as people who want to spread the word about uh, you know the issues of working Americans. So we got to keep our eye on AOC, man. And I'm telling you, boy. Look and look. I hope this. I hope this makes her more ascendant. I really do. I have a hard time seeing it right now, how this yeah. will, you know, just, she, she's, as they say, these are the couple of eggs that she's breaking in order to make an yeah. omelet. You know, I, I hope so, but it's just hard to see that right now. Well, and I, I mean, we talked about it with Anna and Jacobin and a lot of people got really mad at me and were tweeting at me about like, you know, why we were going after AOC specifically and not like Bowman and whatever. It's like, first of all, we go after AOC specifically because we have higher hopes for her you know jamal bowman is like you know he's always just gonna be a congressman you know I, you know what i mean like 
people talk about AOC as like a potential leader because she is, she's got like that it factor, right? And she's already kind of emerged um, as a, um, you know, has like that celebrity factor, right? That, that you know, Bowman just is always going to be like a nice troop in the broader cause, you know, whereas AOC was always tapped as a leader in the cause. And so you have to hold her to a higher standard. Like, I'm sorry, mm -hmm. you just do. You know, you, you just do. And that's and that's maybe that's unfair, but that's the unfairness of being um, the visible leader of a movement is that you have to be held to a higher standard. And that's just that sucks. But that's the reality. If you're just some fucking foot soldier in the movement, you're going to be held to a different standard. Um, and it sucks that Bowman did, it too, because Bowman does Bowman also knows that it's wrong to fucking mm -hmm. fund the Iron Dome. We know that he knows that we all know it. Um, you, but so Bowman is always going to be. You think this was a New York thing? This is like. Yeah. Because the yeah. the Israeli interests are so freaking strong within New York politics that they, yeah. they basically had the cave. Yeah, I mean, I don't I don't know that it's like the Israeli interests. I mean, they're just like the, you know the, the uh, you know there's a lot of Jews in New York, and mm -hmm. it's like a, a center for you know Jewish culture in, in the gotcha. United States and whatever you know like gotcha. um, it's I, I don't it's not like like it's not like the Israeli lobby or whatever has like a special hold over New York, but like I think it's just I think it's just a, that I mean. Again, and who knows, like, what the Nancy Pelosi of it all uh, uh, of it was, like, why Nancy Pelosi feels like she needs to be able to put the squeeze on on AOC for this. Um, maybe it's just like a demonstration of po power, you know, like N Nancy Pelosi, like, loves to do that because that's what powerful people do is they need to remind you that they have power over you. Um, you know, they need to do it just because they can. You know, mm -hmm. she didn't need AOC's vote. It wouldn't have changed anything. But she just had to show her, like, no, no, you, I drink your milkshake, you know, kind of thing. Um, and, and she, she told to her, and then she cried about it. <laughs> Marjorie Taylor Green would never. <laughs> the world is opening back up. Delta variant notwithstanding. It's opening back up, guys, and there are so many new thrills on the horizon. Whether you've been in a relationship for years or you're just getting started or just excited to get back out there and meet new people, when the moment comes, trust me, you'll want to be ready. Roman ready. GetRoman.com slash B-O-M. Go there. Talk to U.S. licensed healthcare professionals now because with Roman... You can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for erectile dysfunction, all from the comfort and privacy of your home. Roman Ready. What does it mean, you ask? Roman Ready means confidence. The confidence that you know you can rise to the occasion in the moment. Emphasis on rise. We're looking at the Summer of Love 2021 version, and Roman wants to make sure you can participate in your way, whether that be as a single person or a couple who still would rather stay indoors with each other. A U.S. licensed healthcare professional will work with you to find the best treatment plan. If medication is appropriate, it ships to you for free with two-day shipping. The whole process is straightforward. It's convenient. It's discreet. Getting started is simple. Just go to GetRoman.com B-O-M and complete an online visit. Take care of your ED without leaving your home. Complete an online visit today to connect with a U.S. licensed healthcare professional and take care of it. Go to GetRoman.com slash B-O-M today. And if you're prescribed, get 50% off your first month of ED treatment. Make sure you're ready to have confidence and control this summer. Roman ready. <laughs>
All right, as the as the world turns, man, progressives burn, but we move on. Yeah. Uh man, really strange piece in the New York Times this week about Aussie media and just a strange call with Goldman Sachs investors involving a fake a Google imp- I mean, excuse me, a YouTube employee, uh oh, yeah. imposter, uh lies and just oh the dude who did it had a mental health breakdown mark lasry co-owner of the milwaukee bucks is involved it's fucking <laughs> insane nando uh talk to the people yeah. a little bit about ozzy mini because to be honest like i've seen the ozzy shit around um but like i never like you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So yeah, yeah. like, uh, so like the first time I'm really reading, I'm like, oh god, another fake media company. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, Ozzy is a media company, as you mentioned, founded by a guy named Carlos Watson, um, who is a black guy. He sounds Latino, but he's a black guy, um, and from Miami, who actually went to my high school. Uh, breaking news. Uh, went oh to, wow. We, me and him went to. Yeah, we went to the same high school. Wait, he's a uh, black Cuban. I don't think he's Cuban. He's I think not. he's just like a black guy. Okay. Yeah. But his name is Carlos. But okay, I guess like, yeah, you know, it's kind of like Carlos black Boozer be, or something. Be, use, be like yeah, yeah, Carlos yeah. for some reason. Yeah. I don't know why. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of Carlos out there. Yeah. Um, and he founded this media company in 2013. And it's been around forever. It's incredibly well funded. Like they put on this like Aussie Fest every year where they have like Hillary Clinton shows up and like. Grover Norquist showed up one time when I was there. <laughs> Grover uh, Norquist. Like, wow. uh, it's like this like incredibly well-funded thing. Like, you know, just like big heavy hitters show up. Um, but it's been around for years. But like you said, you've never really interacted with it, which is strange, right? Like, you know, mm-hmm. you would think that if a media Never read an arty, uh, article, no, read a podcast, seen yeah. a YouTube video, nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Yet they kept on claiming for years that they had this massive audience. Yet no one in the real world ever seemed to post an Aussie article on Facebook or on Twitter um, or a video. No one you've known has ever read one of those. But they kept on claiming that they had like 50 million people, uh, users interacting with their sites and that they had millions of views on YouTube and whatever. All right. So what they do is they basically claim they have this huge audience to get more investment. And the investment is then essentially used to pay themselves salaries, <laughs> essentially. Um, and um, for years, like they've been they've been running this scheme. Um, and, uh, you know, Carlos Watson, who, um, you know, has shows on YouTube and, you know, hosts like interview panels and things like that. And, um, you know, sells formats to PBS and other places like he does it on the strength of like this kind of quote unquote audience. Um, and it turns out that it's all fake. That he was essentially <laughs> juicing the numbers, straight up lying about the numbers. Um, like there's YouTube videos uh, out there f- from Ozzy that have like a million views, and then they'll have like eight likes and one comment. You know, which is just like a very <laughs> this, suspicious. That's like yeah. rookie. That's amateur hour yeah. when you get yeah. all the, the views or the or the likes and no comments. Like right, even an amateur sleuth can can sniff that one out. Yeah. You don't need to have a big fancy Goldman Sachs job to figure that out. But so, but they, but they, they got away with it for years. For, got away with it for years. And so, I guess like they must be desperate because um, they were looking for a new round of investment from Goldman Sachs for forty million dollars. And the Goldman Sachs people were like, okay, well, we want to have a, we want to have a call with like your YouTube partners to discuss like your, 
you know, in whatever. the Times and, piece, Nando, they said to Goldman Sachs that, yo, we're so locked in with YouTube, like, we're yeah. good. They're like a partner yeah. of ours. Yeah. And Goldman Sachs is like, I put YouTube on the phone so we can, like, all right, cool. Like, if y'all really yeah. partnered up with them and they're the ones running the whole ship, of course, this is something yeah. worth pursuing. Yeah. So then they they gave, uh, they they connected them with the, the YouTube head of partnerships. Um, and which was like there with a Gmail account, which is always kind of suspicious. Um, and then they were like, they set up a Zoom call. And then the guy was like running late, the YouTube guy. And he was like, wait, wait, sorry, I can't, I can't log into Zoom. You know, something's going on. I can't log into Zoom. Can we just do a regular conference call? So they have the conference call and the YouTube guy's like, oh yeah, Ozzy, you know, millions of views. We love them. Carlos Watson is the best. And then the people at Goldman Sachs were like, yo, is something weird going on with his voice? Like something funny. Is, <laughs> his voice is sounding kind of funny. And then they realize that this, the voice was digitally altered. Like it was like a, you know, like a serial killer talking through a fucking, you know, uh, uh, like a voice modulation thing. And so then they got suspicious. So they emailed the guy's assistant not through the Gmail address that Carlos Watson had given them for the guy. And they were like, <laughs> uh, we never had this call. This call never existed. We've never spoken <laughs> to these people. <laughs> and so YouTube like it launches like an investigation into this fucking shit. The Carlos Watson and Ozzy people are like, oh yeah, yeah, we're sorry, we're sorry. That was our COO. He's having a mental breakdown. He did this, even that though Carlos Watson any... is the one that gave them the Gmail address. That doesn't yeah. make any sense. You guys went along with it. Either you had yeah. this relationship with them or you didn't, which you clearly didn't. Y'all went along with the farce. And just yeah. the, they had to be desperate because like the idea that they, they they either were desperate or it's so easy it within the game of modern finance to just lie and fake your way to some bread because like it's both if I bro if I was trying to open up my books to Goldman Sachs for some investments I would think like yo it's Goldman Sachs like yeah they know what they're doing like they're fucking thorough they're fucking gold yeah. what the hell yeah. like these no. dudes thought they could sneak one past Goldman Sachs yeah. And, you know, I think it's a it's a combination of both because, like, for example, Theranos happened, uh, you know, mm -hmm. in which she got like massive investment and had major people. And Henry Kissinger was on our fucking board, board of, their, uh -huh. of Theranos, <laughs> you know, like and the whole thing was a fucking scam in the first place, which is my broader point about this whole Aussie thing, which is very funny to watch. And, you know, it's like it's the kind of thing like, you know, there's a certain satisfaction because most of us that work in media have always seen Aussie and been like, yo, this shit's a fucking scam, you know, um, like basically the scam that he was running. Uh, was selling basically diversity woke woke diversity cred to the highest bidder you know be like hey just give me a couple million dollars and then you can say you invested your your believe you're championing diversity and then you invested in like a black and brown business or whatever <laughs> uh, and like we're like the slick polished people who are just going to provide that mm -hmm. service for you we're not going to make any money for you 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 could just say like on some presentation that you uh, are taking diversity seriously that's the scam that they were running but it's no different from almost any other scam um, that's happening in the American economy, which has become essentially a scammer's economy. Like ever since we stopped making things like, you know, there were problems with the with the middle of the 20th century, the sort of heyday of American capitalism. But at least like there was a reality to it in that like they made fucking cars or they fucking right. made steel or they made right. whatever the fuck, you know, like there, you can't fake that really. Now, all of value is created by basically hype. Um, and that's it. That's what the economy is. 
not just Theranos and not just Ozzy, which are just like the tip, the tip of the spear of the scam. You know, they they went a little too far with it. <laughs> Normal companies like Uber is a fucking scam. scam. You know, Uber. We work. I watched the WeWork doc. Scam. WeWork is a scam. Lies. They're all scams, and that's what the American economy run on because there is all this value and all this fucking money excess. A, excess accumulated in silicon valley and on wall street they literally don't know what to do with it and there are no productive investments that's the that's the, the key here is that global capitalism the rate of profit has fallen to 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 a degree where there are no productive sectors anymore to send it to there, there's no you know and they're certainly not going to give it to us to like you know no, improve our healthcare system no of so course it's not. Just this, so they need to recycle all this cash all the way by investing in these scams um you know and then that essentially the government bails them out by printing more money <laughs> like of when the course. whole thing collapses right like that's the that's the scam and it's the whole thing is just a giant ponzi scheme um and it's kind of like when you stop to think about it it's very dystopian there are very few sectors that are real anymore i mean that's one of the the reasons why like sports is still kind of nice because you know at the end of the day like sports does have a real thing to it like it has a real fundamental thing there's underneath it all right there's yeah. a product there that we're consuming that, that we're real. consuming that is real. Like these guys are yeah. actually out there doing this thing. We're actually deriving some level of entertainment or yeah. joy from it. And like we get it, spectacle, you name it. Yeah. Right. Like it's a circus. Like that's an actual thing that's happening. Um, yeah, the value of WeWork, like just not, like you guys are reinventing it's all hype. offices. Yeah. Offices. Even like Tesla, you know, Tesla is in a way, um, it both makes cars. But it, it's also a giant scam. Why do you think Tesla comes up with these fucking harebrained schemes every right. fucking six months? You know? It's because they need to create that illusion of like that something else thing is happening. They need, something else really is happening. All they need to sell is cars. Right. <laughs> like if they just concentrated on doing that, they wouldn't get the massive government no. money and all that shit that they need to survive. They'd make and, a lot of money. They'd be super profitable. But Elon Musk wouldn't be the one of the wealthiest men. What's his cap, by the way? Yeah. When they say that his company yeah. is allegedly worth a hundred billion dollars, no, it's not. <laughs> yeah. No, it's not. Have you noticed? Have you noticed that Uber, like, you can't use it anymore? Oh, it's like awful. It's, it's awful. Just, it's just awful. Um, they tried to blame it on the drivers at first. I don't know. I don't know what it is. It's just, it's terrible. No, it's, it's no. What it, what it is? It's, it's the chickens coming home to roost, and the things that Uber was amazing in the early days when it was just like VC money was just pumping it up. And the they had all these drivers all the time because they were they didn't have to make any money. Like they didn't right. they didn't make any money. They lost billions and billions of dollars every year. Subsidizing our cheap rides to get us hooked exactly. to the app. With exactly. the idea, by the way, at first, which is just the most dystopian fucked up shit that could of driverless cars. Of driverless cars. It's like we're gonna get them hooked on the app, then we're gonna kick the drivers to the curb. Then we so won't that, have to but, pay the drivers. Genius. Exactly. <laughs> so the driverless cars thing they've abandoned. They don't have that anymore. So now they have to make it work with drivers. So like now that's why the price that's why the prices have gone up. That's why the supply has gone way down. Like now you call an Uber and it's like 45 minutes when it used to be like fucking 46 Two seconds minutes. was like yeah, it was at Two your door. Tops and Uber would yeah. be on you, which by the way like it's not even like, cuz you know, I know a lot of people like Nando point points out all the time we tend to think of ourselves in terms of consumers first like I know I got it. I know I need way more time before I call an Uber now. 
Yeah. <laughs> like, That's fine. Don't expect that an Uber's It's just be like it used to be in the 90s. Exactly. Like, period. When you call a cab, it's a dispatch, and they'd be like, yeah, yeah. somebody be there in 40 minutes. <laughs> yeah. Like, this straight Whatever. Up. That's you what know, like, yeah, just plan your life around it. Fuck you. That's it. Yeah. You know, um, but yeah, it's the, the, the Aussie thing because, you know, a lot of people listening to this will know that, you know, myself, Jade Hoy, Zach Harper, when we, when we started, um, leverage the chat uh, with you know a guy who was allegedly uh, some media maven and had an investor, and then it turned out that he basically stole all of the seed money from the company from his co-founder within Shit. a three or four month span. Like literally, I think it was like six hundred thousand dollars or something ridiculous. In three months, he had stolen. Um, <laughs> but like when you would be on calls with him, like he'd be telling like ad people, like um, potential advertisers, like. Yo, we're doing like 30,000 downloads an episode when we were at like 12, which like 12 right. is like a good number, but like yeah. it's clearly not 30,000. Yo, we doing this. Yo, he's buying followers. He's doing, he's all of this scam shit that yeah. Ozzy Media is doing. This guy was the king of. That's why I'm reading it. I was like, dude, wow. Someone shared a video. Someone shared an Ozzy video on, on YouTube uh, that had, uh, I think it was like 800,000 views six likes and one comment and the comment was just about like how this was a scam clearly it's like six hundred thousand views and six likes like this house is suspect and that was the only comment that's it. On, the, that's it. on the youtube video clearly this um, is a scam you know and the, the other thing is I, you've probably seen the billboards around la like i see them all the time for the carlos watson show on amazon um it turns out it's not on amazon like on the amazon network no. the way we would think of. it's on this like thing that you can up anyone can right. upload like it, amazon, amazon lets people put stuff on this yeah like, oh we got the first it's like wow like it's like oh it's the most diverse first talk show most diverse talk show on amazon oh it's like God. not even on yeah it's this just is the whole like thing is obviously a, scam. a lie yeah. This is, you know, but man, living in LA, honestly, Nando, it's a very LA uh story too. Just the the, le the level of scamming and faking till you make it is yeah. incredible. Um anyway, that's our show for today. Thank you guys for joining us. Of course, become a Patreon at patreon.com backslash count the dings. Make sure you're checking out all the other count the dings offerings. We'll see you guys next week. We're out of here. Peace.